to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? The blackest dies. Oh, God. Come on! Welcome back to Skewered Universe. I am your host, Leanne. And I'm Jeff. Well, I had something a bit fun prepared. Unfortunately, it will have to wait for a different episode. After dealing with 2020, uh, 2021 was supposed to be a year of hope and new beginnings. Unfortunately, it instead took my mother from me and has become the saddest year of my life. As the year closes today, December 31st, 2021, we have also lost, sorry, I'm fine, totally professional. We have also lost the icon and legend Betty White. She was loved by everyone and was a friend to all. I'll never hear bad words spoken about her, ever. She was loved by everyone. While I am agnostic and I don't believe in heaven, I do believe in science, and science says that energy doesn't die. It merely takes another form. So, to my mom, and now Miss Betty, wherever your energies are right now, I hope that you know that you were, are, and will always be loved. So, that out of the way, let's clear the air. <laughs> I do want to say, well said. Thank you. It's, I was not expecting her to die, and I was not expecting to be so affected. I honestly don't think you're the only one. I think everyone is like, was like getting punched in the face unexpectedly. Like you walk out the front door and there's just some big dude waiting there just hits you in the face. She was supposed to live forever. Yeah. Yeah, she was. So I remember last year, as soon as the pandemic started, everyone was like, protect Betty White at all costs. <laughs> like, make sure she's safe. I'm like, yeah, damn straight. And then to cap off this year, everyone's like, okay, it's going to be a fun night. We're going into 2022. We're going to put 2121 behind us. I know I stumbled over that, but I'm going to keep going. <laughs> and then it's like, well, how about one last little shit bomb for you? We're taking Betty White. Yep. 18 days before her 100, 100, uh, for her 100th birthday. That is, that is insane. I mean, I, I saw it on TikTok and I thought, no, 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 no. And I checked TMZ. Sure enough. And my heart shattered. 
everyone loves Betty White. Everyone. 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 I've never heard one bad word said about Betty White. No. And every post I've seen with people who have met her, whether famous or not, are like, she was the greatest person. She was kind and loving and funny and just everything you'd want someone to be. And like, and yet, there are plenty of others. You know, I'm not even going to go there. Let's just... Okay, well, let's... We could also say something good happened. Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh, Found guilty. Guilty. So that was exciting. Bitch. Yep. Your defense isn't going to help you now. (laughs) Nope. Although I do have a feeling we're going to see the appeals start coming in. Of course, they're going to try and appeal it. They're going to try and do this and that. It's her legal right to appeal. However, I have a feeling it will get shut down. I have the same feeling. Yeah, so I, I kind of wanted to say a few things to the people that might be new here. Okay. You know, people who are starting a new year. They want to listen to some new podcasts. First of all, welcome. We're very glad to have you here. We definitely are. Um. So first, I kind of want to apologize about the sound quality of our previous episodes. We are not professional. We have been winging it since 2018. <laughs> We've been doing our best, okay? Some of the episodes, I go back and listen because I really like listening to our podcast. And a lot of the episodes, I'm like, oh man, it's like there was one episode. I don't remember which one in particular. It sounds like there's a vacuum that is turned on in this room the entire episode and i thought how did that even happen so yeah sorry sorry about that folks (laughs) yes i have made a commitment to reviewing and editing and cleaning up all audio going forward and if it's too bad the episode will not be released because i am not going to torture your ears well that we got a new mic we got a new mic so it should be good yeah so i i'm pretty hopeful so our first episode the first episode we ever did, our welcome episode, was April 1st of 2018. And we discuss The Shape of Water, and we also give just a couple of spoilers to Game Night, and we also discuss the Santa Clarita Diet. Wow. It feels like just yesterday, to be honest. To me, it feels like so long ago. Really? I remember we talked about any of that stuff on that show. Yeah. I mean, we, we really gushed about the stuff we liked. At Santa Clarita Diet, we were like, we didn't even know it was the last episode until we got there. And we were like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, game night was so much fun. We really liked it. And we've seen it how many times since then? How many times have you seen it? Have you like, seen it? I've seen, seen it like four times together. Where was I? Because because <laughs> we've watched it at least four more times because we have it in voodoo. Oh, we do. And we just randomly put it on. We're like, what should we watch? And you're like, how about game night? Okay. Or I'll just randomly go through it. I'm like, game night. We'll just put it on. I have the worst memory ever. Eh, it happens. <laughs> so also, um, the first episode of this year um, was launched January 11th. And that's where we discuss... Penny Dreadful Seasons 1 and 2, and also Sweet Home. Wow, was it the beginning of this year that we talked about that stuff? Yes, sir. Wow, I was figuring that was like halfway through the year. I did not figure that was the beginning of the year. No, 
no, that was, that was the beginning of the year. And I mean, you say in that episode that there are no um, expectations of a new season for Sweet Home, which is a real bummer because I would love more of that. Yeah, because there's so many places it could go with the way it ended. Yeah. We don't know what happened when they those people left in that military vehicle. We don't know where they were going. I mean, spoiler if you haven't seen it, but it doesn't <laughs> give away anything that happens in the, the film. Oh, or no. The series. The series, yeah. Series, yeah, series. Series, film, I get confused. But you you really, in that episode, in the episode where we discussed it, you really gushed over Sweet Home and Penny Dreadful. You were just like, I can't get enough. They were both really good. Yeah. Like, I had heard Penny Dreadful was good, and I'm like, okay, it's it's probably fine. I'm probably going to end up watching it somewhere and be like, eh. And then you brought it up, you're like, no, it's good. And it's watching funny. It, I'm like, ooh. And it, same with Sweet Home. Yeah, it's funny because we had only seen seasons one and two of Penny Dreadful, so we didn't know what season three was. So mm. it's funny to go back and listen to us wonder what season three is going to be about. Right. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, so this year we'll be doing some commentary from Tales of the Crypt Demon Knight. Yes, that's going to be one that we put up on the Patreon. And then hopefully we'll get some more out in quick succession after that. So you guys that do subscribe to the Patreon, get your money's worth because you're helping us. We want to give back if you're going to, if you're going to donate. That's reciprocity. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. We give you content, you give us a little support, and then we keep providing you that extra content. Yeah, so I think our last episode, our catching up episode, was like episode 35. I believe so, yes. I I mean, I, I don't want to say any spoilers, but we're going to be doing something special for our 50th episode. Yes. So, stay tuned for that. That'll be exciting. It'll be the nifty 50. <laughs> Considering this podcast, the Thrifty 50 is more like <laughs> So apparently Nick Cage November isn't something you guys are supposed to hear about because the software decided they were going to cut out the first fucking part. Anyways, here's more on Nick Cage November and how we plan to correct our misgivings for this year. Your fault. Yeah. The second time was my fault because I got sick. Right. We only covered one movie for Nick Cage November. So this year, this coming year, 2022, Nick Cage November will be in full force and it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's not only Nick Cage November, it's my birthday month, bitches. (laughs) It's going to be fun. Scorpio season. (laughs) (laughs) So just some of the some of the other things we've covered this past year. Um, I have a list. Okay. So, uh. Swarty babes and slice. Go home, audio software. You're drunk. Apparently, sorority babes in the slimeball bolorama was too much for it to say because it drank too much. Fucking shit. A hot piece of garbage, and it was so much fun. Once it gets going, it's so much fun. And plus, in the beginning, it's fun to hear me get riled up about <laughs> their outfits. <laughs> And these perverts. The perverts, yeah. You got worked up. I really did. Uh, We also covered the auteur. 
Yes, I really liked that one. That was so good. I was very pleased that you liked it because it's one of my favorites. And I wasn't sure if you were going to like it, but you you wound up having a lot of fun. Yeah, it was it was way different than I expected. Then um we also, well, you talk about Blair Witch Project. Yes. Because I am not particularly a fan. You are not a fan. I am, but it stems back to when I saw it. Like I said in the episode, when I saw it, saw it in the theater with a group of friends, and then it was kind of freaky when we were going home and we heard sounds. We're like, I saw the parts where they're like standing in the corner, mm-hmm. and that freaked me the fuck out. Um, but then when I saw it all the way through, I went, oh, okay. I think the one thing is, because I'm guessing you saw it years after its release. Correct. Okay. I think that has a lot to do with it, because I've heard people who have gone to it later after seeing so many more found footage films that have come after that. They're like, oh, well, it's okay. When I hear people who saw it in a theater or shortly after it came out on home video not long after, we all still hold it in pretty high regard because it was so... We enjoyed it that much, and we think there's still so many good things about it, the way it was put together where they didn't tell the actors really what was going to happen to them. They didn't get their lines until, like, the day of. Some stuff was improv And they weren't given directions where they were going till the day of, like, here's your map, this is where you go. And just all that coming together worked for me, worked for a lot of other people, but people who came to it later, they're like, eh, I've seen it before. I'm like, you can't look at it as, well, I've seen it with all these other films that came after. It's like, set those aside and try... But I understand it. Sometimes you can't put that aside. You're like, these were done better than this one. Well, I, I, you know, a lot of times I don't like the found footage type films, mostly because it's a shaky cam Mm -hmm. and I can't really handle that. I need a steady cam. And I think my issue was just the constant bickering between the characters (laughs) and them being lost 90% of the time. Right. It just wasn't my thing. And I can understand that. And I respect your opinion. You don't like it. You, it's not for you. It's not a movie that is for everyone across the board. It definitely has its fans, and it definitely has its detractors. But I will say anyone, I'll say most of the people who tell you, I knew it was fake from the beginning, all the bullshit marketing they did, that was all that viral shit. Sure, sure. You're lying. You didn't know. <laughs> the internet was young. We couldn't research all that stuff. Okay, so everything they did got damn near everybody hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. So for those of you who are like, no, I knew it from the beginning, screw off. Uh, Yeah, so uh, some of the other things we covered were uh, Midsummer. We actually had part one and part two for that. Part one, yes. we had Paul Tiberius Stedman, which is my, I am obsessed. <laughs> he is, I am a fangirl. I'll just say that. I'm a fangirl. <laughs> you definitely are. And then part two was with our friend Patrick French. Right. And Pat was also on the first one with Paul. It was Paul oh, that's Pat right. That's myself. right. I forgot. It was us three. And then part two was you, Pat, and myself. Yes. Yeah, that's right. We wanted to get your perspective in there. And we invited Paul. He goes, I don't think I can sit through <laughs> another episode discussing the no. And I don't want to watch it again. It's like, understood. And yet Pat hated it with a passion and had no problem coming on for a second time and saying so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was an inter- it was interesting where we where we all kind of started 
in the first one and where we all kind of ended up there and then where UI and Pat started and where we ended up at the end. I think we all kind of came to a same conclusion. If you're wondering what that was, you should go back and listen to those episodes. <laughs> They're fun and informative, and I'm the least educated in the bunch out of everybody in those. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's funny because I've been friends with Patrick French for many years, and for some reason, I really love hearing him irritated. And this movie irritated him so much. <laughs> so I, the whole episode, I'm just tickled to death that he's like ranting and raving about this movie. Um, okay. So other stuff that we covered, uh, Monster Squad. You covered Monster, Monster yes, Squad. Yes. Talked about what it meant to me. Mm hmm. Because that was, was kind of when I was, it hit me at a time when I was old enough to, almost sit through a horror movie not quite get scared but it was also like seeing a group of kids that reminded me of my friends there's a bunch of monsters and that's when i realized later on i was like i'm that horror kid i did like that stuff. even though i got scared i sought it out from the time i saw gremlins at probably too early of an age and hit around the tv when the gremlins started coming out of their cocoons when they started hatching, I saw it through. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Hit around the side of the TV. Meanwhile, my little brother was sitting there just watching it like, oh, what's happening? Yeah, see, when I was a kid, my my movies were the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I used to catch those on the local stations here. They would play them, usually four and five. Mm -hmm. So I'd see Dream Master and Dream Child. And Dream Warriors. So 3, 4, and 5 were the ones they kept playing all the time. Yeah. So I'd see those and then some of the Friday the 13th films. And I'd always see them. They were heavily edited, of course, for TV. Of course. But I always watched them when they were on. I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. And then I remember late at night trying to watch an episode of Freddy's Nightmares, the TV series. Way too young to be up that late on a weekend. Way too late for me to have the TV on. Luckily, I didn't get busted. And I couldn't sleep because I was having nightmares about Freddy. Yeah, for some reason, the only thing I can think of when I was that age, watching TV up later than I was supposed to be, that was back in the day when Cinemax <laughs> was a thing you could just put on and watch. Mm -hmm. And it... I. I don't remember what the movie was, but I it I thought it was like Cinderella because it, mm -hmm. it, the title was something like Cinderella or Snow White or something like that. And I clicked on it thinking it was something for mm -hmm. me and it was porn. Yep. Good old Skinamax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to dive too deep into my experiences with Skinamax growing up. <laughs> It was at an age where I, uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a weird time growing up, the, the 80s and 90s. Yeah. As I remember, um, again, up way too late, TV on, when I should have had it on. And one of the local stations was playing the original 1985 Day of the Dead. Which I think this is probably like 87. Because it didn't make much money. It was like distributed to t television and home video, whatever. 
They didn't cut too much out of it because it was on at like two in the morning mm. on one of the local stations. So I saw way more than I possibly should have ever seen at that age. Interesting. Mind you, I had watched action movies with my dad growing up. So I'd seen the Rambo films, the Chuck Norris films. Nothing as graphic as seeing a man torn in half and his intestines coming out. And I remember turning the TV off and trying to go to sleep. <laughs> and now Day of the Dead is actually my favorite of the Romero trilogy because well, it is so graphic and dark and nihilistic. You've matured. You know, your tastes have matured. Some would argue that point with you. Touche. Some would. I might even argue it myself. So another thing that we covered, uh, well, that you covered, was Willy's Wonderland. Oh, I fucking love that movie. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Sh- I I don't think you saw it when I watched it a second time. No, I did I not. I think you were out. Yeah. You might have just fallen asleep. Oh, it's so much fun. Another one, one of my favorite episodes to listen to is our our uh, discussion about the baby. Oh God, the baby. <laughs> Oh man, the baby. <laughs> that weird piece of 70s exploitation cinema. It was fantastic. Oh my god, I love it. It was a roller coaster. It is so weird. It shouldn't exist, but I love the fact that it does. So I have no idea how somebody wrote this and how it got made without all of them being so fucking wasted on some kind of drug. That's usually how it how it works. I mean, it was the 70s, so who knows what drug it was. If it was the 80s, I know definitely it was fucking cocaine. <laughs> it was the 70s, there's no telling. Like, oh, a lot of mescaline or something, man, I don't know. <laughs> well, we, we also covered Young Frankenstein. Yes, that was your first time seeing it. Yeah, I feel a little bad because I'm not as animated in that episode i think your point came across though that you liked it you weren't as animated but we also kind of recorded a little bit later i think than we expected that and and the movie was a lot calmer than i was expecting it was a chill movie yeah the comedy hits you kind of quick but it's not just joke joke thrown at you thrown at you there's some humor and then story elements and then humor woven in between, and then there might be like a few punchlines in a row. And then it goes right back into the story. It was done as an homage to those films, but also with the humorous bent. Yeah, so I really enjoyed it. Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder did a great job with that movie, and it's fantastic. And I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. I really did. Yes. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> and then we also covered Vampire's Kiss. Another weird movie. Yeah, another what the fuck roller coaster. Yeah. And again, apologies for my uh, overly detailed synopsis in that episode. You're good. Was <laughs> not everyone's cup of tea. But trust me, the next Nick Cage November. Hard hitting, fast paced, no over detailed plot synopsis coming at your ears. <laughs> I don't know why I sounded like the guy who does the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday Trocosaurus. At the convention center. Get your tickets now. You are so strange. And yet you're still married to me. Yeah, I know. It's strange. So, how have you been, Jeff? You know, not too bad. Yeah? Not too bad. Have you been watching anything? Listening to anything? Uh, Still catching up on Invasion of the Podcast. 
well, of and course. And other podcasts that I'm listening to, so. Nothing real new that I've been listening to. I've still gone down those rabbit holes of restoration videos. But, more recently, I went down a rabbit hole of this channel called The Corridor Crew. So Ooh. These guys are VFX artists who work out of Los Angeles. Uh. So they'll have these videos where VFX artists react to good and bad CGI. You know, animators react to good and bad cartoons. Stuntmen react to good and bad stunt work. So I fell down a rabbit hole watching their, you know, reacting to CGI and these other effects. And then I found a video where they built a guillotine. I don't know why. Nobody had experience building anything like that. They pulled it off. And then they started a channel for the guillotine, just to chop stuff. Come to find out, the channel was made two years ago. They have five or six videos, and that's it. So I'm assuming they just left the channel there, because they had nothing else to do. <laughs> they were chopping laptops. They were chopping TVs, fruit. Anything you could chop with a guillotine, they were trying. They destroyed some Nerf guns, and then they were trying to see if... How much dry spaghetti would stop the blade? Okay. So so how much does it take? Uh, way more than you would think. Okay. We're talking about, it was probably, I think, 31-pound packages, and then these boxes of, like, almost two-foot-long noodles, it looked like. <laughs> it got through about half of them, and then the other half just stopped it because it was so dense, the blade just couldn't go. It just slowed down. That's a good band name, Two-Foot-Long Noodles. <laughs> oh my god oh my god <laughs> two foot long noodles <laughs> so what would their album what would their debut album be what would it be named would it be a self-titled album uh no it couldn't be oh dang i didn't see i didn't think that far ahead Oh man, I just extra sauce. I don't know. <laughs> Come get my Alfredo. Ew! Oh, ew! That sounds really good. I'm hungry. <laughs> With one of the tracks, Mom's Spaghetti, <laughs> featuring Eminem. Holy shit! No, I was gonna say I thought it would be like polka music. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oompa band two foot long noodle is just a german oompa band and all they do is oompa band covers of popular music i would listen to that i'm not gonna lie i would too it would probably become one of my favorite things next to weirdo yeah yeah two foot long noodle <laughs> now touring hasn't been anything else i've really been watching I mean, aside from catching up on wrestling. Oh, wrestling has been so good. AEW is so good lately. Oh, yeah? So good. Oh, I don't care. There are people out there who go, well, this didn't really quite work for me. I'm like, it worked for me. And a lot of times it's because they're comparing it to WWE because I don't watch WWE anymore. Anything I watch from AEW isn't tainted by WWE maybe doing something similar. It's not tainted? No, it's not tainted. It was not... It's not something where I ran and jumped and slammed slammed it against my taint. Which, which, as we discussed earlier off uh, off air, that uh, 
That's gonna be my new tainted. I'm just gonna run up and jam my taint on the people and go, "You just got tainted." <laughs> Think of it as punked, but it's gonna end with me being jailed for sexual assault and giving people pink eye. Only if I'm slamming my taint on their face. Why wouldn't you? I mean, if they have a face worthy of a taint smashing, then of course. <laughs> this has gone off into a weird place. <laughs> anyway. That's a good band name, Taint Smashing. <laughs> <laughs> Why does taint smashing sound like the extreme version of, uh, I don't know, never mind. That was the name <laughs> of a song, not a band, forget I even said anything. So AEW has been great. I've been loving it. Rampage is Speaking tonight. of taints. <laughs> yeah, you point out all the taint in wrestling. I can't help it. You have an eye for taint. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but there's something about men in tiny little... Speedos. Speedos, Speedos sure. briefs, underwear, panties. Yeah. And then the camera gets right up in there. Yeah. Apologies, that was my chair trying to adjust a little. I won't do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes they get right up there with the women, too, and I'm like, guys, I know it's an equal opportunity <laughs> thing here, but have some respect for both the men and the women. Don't zoom in on the gooch. Right? Please. Yeah, please. Like, Especially if someone has a minor wardrobe malfunction. I don't want a woman to be embarrassed that something of her was exposed. I don't want a dude being embarrassed that something of his was exposed. Even has if that ever a happened? of well, you guys pointed out one time that Daniel Bryan had pubes sticking out. Oh, he, he did. WWE, he had his pubes sticking out he of either did. side of his yeah. shorts. Yeah, he was bushy. Which I didn't notice. I thought, oh, maybe it's leg hair. And then they got a nice, clean shot. And I went, <laughs> oh, you guys are right. Yeah, me and me and our friend Lee were like, oh, are, are, are those pubes? And sure enough, we went, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, but there, there have been other malfunctions uh girls butts have been exposed when things have been pulled too high nothing too graphic aside from maybe breasts popping out yeah i only ask you because you're basically all knowing you're an encyclopedia <laughs> of knowledge when it comes to wrestling yeah and i i feel bad when it happens to anybody because guys have had their pants ripped guys have had their trunks ripped and had to like cover themselves to get to the back oops like um maybe two layers and then there was the time we saw that Brock Lesnar had a boner from throwing people around, which you and Lee once again pointed out to us. <laughs> which I think was in the same match where you saw Daniel Bryan's pubes. It was a very crotch heavy, uh, a crotch heavy night. That makes it sound like more went down after the pay per view. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You know, folks, I am so sorry. I did not plan for the conversation to be so crotch-related. It's okay. I brought up wrestling, and there's a lot of crotch in wrestling. There really is. That's the problem. It's it's odd. But I will say, I'm not going to go into details of like matches that I've loved, because everything, almost everything AEW, done in 2020, AEW has done in 2021 has been great. I've loved it all. Yeah, there's been a few missteps with the women's division, but I think that's going to slowly write, they're going to write the course on that division, and that ship is going to be sailing straight along with the men's division. Wow. 2022 is going to be a big year for AEW, even though 2021 was pretty big because we had CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, now Kyle O'Reilly, Mercedes Martinez have debuted. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, how many more people? Yeah. 
other than that, nothing else new on my end. I mean, aside from we both got to finally finish Orange is the New Black. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we liked it. Yeah, it well, was good. Well, I, I, I'm a bit more of a nihilist. <laughs> I like it when I was kind of... We, we discussed this earlier today. You asked me, yes. you know, what I had thought about it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it was good. And you were like, yeah, I really liked it. It was really hopeful. And, you know, we got to see, you know, people succeed. Some people died. And I went, yeah, I was kind of hoping more people would have died. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, we saw someone get, and you know what? Yeah. Spoilers, but. The season's been out for a long time now. The show's been over for several years at this point. We saw someone get left in the desert. You know she's dead. Yeah. That's a death sentence. Yeah. Whether it's from the weather or a random snake coming out. Dehydration. Dehydration. Starvation. Yeah. I mean. And pretty much Red was given a death sentence with dementia. Yeah. It's kind of a sad death, but at the same time, it's like... Yeah, but she and Morello were were both able to comfort each other in their moments of lapses in sanity. Yeah. Yeah, Morello was far gone. Had her moments of clarity, but then the minute anyone would say anything, it's like, oh, downward spiral once again. Yep. I liked for the most part where everything went. Yeah, me most too. things were like, okay, this person doesn't feel like all is lost. They've kind of turned themselves around. But like I told you, I'm glad the show kind of steered away after the first season from being all about Chapman and her. Because thing. she like, she's not likable. She, I mean, you can't identify with her. No, she's basically a rich white woman who stumbled into something wrong and went to prison. Yeah. And there was no real redeeming art for her. There really wasn't. She came out pretty much the same, like, self-centered, I need to be liked. I need to be liked. It's like, oh, yes, I'm telling everyone I went to prison, but you should still like me because I'm a better person now for it. Yeah. It was everyone else that I liked. You could easily remove her from the story, drop her off over here in some other show, mm -hmm. have it just be about those prisoners and their life and have the exact same story going with the Chapman storyline excise and it would still work. Yeah. For me. I was happy with the ending of Doggett. Yeah. It was can, sad, but... Can we do spoilers? Spoilers, she dies. Yeah, spoilers. It's been out for a couple of years now, so... Yeah. And it's been on Netflix. If you have Netflix and you've been a fan, you've watched it. Yeah, Not she she was having <laughs> learning problems. It turns out she was dyslexic. She was trying to take this uh, GED class to get her GED. She was supposed to be given additional time for being dyslexic. She didn't get it. She wound up panicking. She assumed that she failed it and then wound up doing drugs and ODing. But then it turned out she did pass. Yeah. Let's not forget that she confronted Check about it and called him out on not submitting the form she needed for the extra time. She's like, I've met a lot of assholes, but you're the biggest one. Yeah. Then she went and shared some drugs with somebody, and that was it. Yeah. But then and it also, you know, led to Tasty, because mm -hmm. Tasty got her certificate and decided yeah. that she wanted to live. She saw that she had really made a change despite her being in prison for the rest of her life. She helped those other women 
get their GED to help improve themselves. And then she set up the the micro loan thing for prisoners. Once they got out, they can get money to get on their feet and then pay it back. And yeah. It's an ongoing cycle to help people getting out of the system. Yeah. I'm trying to think if we watched anything else. <laughs> I don't think so. Because it's kind of hard with the way your schedule works. Because I want to let you get as much sleep as possible before you go to work the next night. Mm-hmm. So we did Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Don't think we've done any movies, really, that were new. No, but that's... We're, we're making tonight our movie night. Yeah, we're going to have a movie night. Yeah, just just record, to have fun. Yeah. We do have the new Candyman in movie. Interesting. Okay. Only because it's on sale and I decided is <laughs> not bad. <laughs> so yeah, we, we own the digital version now. Okay. It was like five ninety nine to rent it or nine ninety nine to buy and like just spend the extra two dollars. Yeah. Two, three dollars. Exactly. Everything I've heard is that it's good, but I haven't heard full synopsis of the movie. Mm-hmm. Some people I've heard are like, well, it, it was alright, it was kind of you know, more of the same along the lines of the original, but it didn't really bring anything new. And then I hear other people going, my god, this is great, it's a black female director giving us something new, something fresh, it's really done well, Jordan Peele's got his hands in it, I'm like, well then yeah. we're in, yeah. yeah. He's a producer, but I feel like producer for him is the same as Del Toro. Not only does it get them the recognition to get a studio on board. It also bumps up the quality, I think. I think he's got his hands in more than just, oh, I'm a producer, so just put me on the credits and I'll make sure we get money and things stay on track. I have a feeling he's more involved with helping that filmmaker like see their artistic vision through the entire filmmaking process. Yeah. Like, I feel they're more of a coach than a producer, but they have to get the producer credit because there's no coach credit in a film. Same with Del Toro. I think he kind of nurtures his filmmakers on set, even as a producer. If he's there, he's helping to guide them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. That's that's all I've done. I haven't done anything new except play some... I mean, it's not new, but I've been playing some more GTA Five. Well, for me, um, I've been continuing to listen to um, Strange Highways. Yes. Still obsessed. As you should be. Um... I'm in, I just started season three. Wow. So that's exciting. Sorry about the dog and the fireworks and we cannot control what happens on the outside. And we leave one window open because we have the fan off to avoid that interference. Yeah. Airflow. Yeah. So for season three, um, they started doing those episodes in 2018. So, and I believe they're still going. I mean, I don't think it's. I don't think it's um, Twilight Zone anymore. I think they're doing other stuff. Yeah, I think actually they may have gone into the 80s series. They may be getting into the new Paramount Plus version that's out as well. Yeah. Which I've seen a couple episodes of that, the new version that Jordan Peele hosts. And it's actually pretty damn good. Oh, nice. I'll have to show you the ones I've seen. I'll go on there and check it out sometime. So some of the other stuff I've been listening to, because like I've mentioned before, I work graveyard shift and my job is very, very boring. So I listen to audiobooks, I listen to podcasts. Well, I listen to one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Two, if you count on Two, yeah. 
Um, but I've been listening to audiobooks. Um, what I'm currently listening to, uh, one book is The Picture of Dorian Gray. Um, I, I got stuck on one of the chapters because Oscar Wilde is basically describing things that I don't give two flying fucks about. Um, he's talking about basically the wealth, the wealthy side of life and like gold tapestries and, and it's really hard for me to explain, but I find it really boring, really mm-hmm. pretentious. So like, I'm going to have to give that chapter a couple of listens to see if I can get through it and so I can make mm-hmm. progress through the book. <laughs> I get um, that. But so far, I'm really enjoying the story. Uh, so, yeah. But then the book that I'm really, really enjoying is The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm. I figured you would enjoy that one. When you told me that that was the next one you got, I'm like, okay. Yeah, so I, I knew they had a whole bunch of stories. I didn't realize just how many stories they had. Some are very small stories. Some are long stories with lots of detail Mm -hmm. and um one of the things i wanted to do tonight which you know kind of my mood got haltered a little bit with the loss of betty white um was i kind of wanted to give my version of different story the the stories i like the best Mm -hmm. and the story that i like best so far i haven't gone too far into it um i don't remember exactly what it's called but it's the basically the son that didn't understand what fear was and so throughout this journey he's trying to figure out what fear is because he doesn't understand interesting and so like i'm trying i decided i was gonna kind of put it into my own words and condense it so that maybe i can share my favorite stories on this podcast yeah i definitely think that's a cool idea yeah Cool. Yeah, I like it. Cool. I'm down. All right. Woohoo. And it's funny because you've noticed how dark those stories can be. They're they're not only dark, which is like the main reason why I like it, but I'm finding out the moral of a lot of the stories is if you're beautiful, you can get away with anything. And you will find a husband, and that husband will be a king, and that king will be willing to die for you. Yeah, I can see that. So many of the stories are like, this woman had the beauty of a thousand sons, and no one compared to her. And this random king saw her, didn't know her at all, but was like, I'm going to marry you, and anyone who looks at you is going to perish. And it's like, what are, what, what, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I've always found it funny because I know I, I remember reading some of them way back when and being like, wow, okay, these were originally very dark. They had to have been on drugs when they wrote these. They had to have been, Quite right? Possibly. Because they're, they're really strange and creative and dark and detailed. Mm-hmm. I do find it funny that when somebody discovers, they're like, oh my gosh, Grimm's Fairy Tales, I love these stories. And they're like, wow, Hansel and Gretel is way darker than I ever remembered. Or, oh, Snow White was really messed up because she was actually an eight-year-old girl that mm-hmm. was being compared as beautiful to her 
stepmother evil queen whatever who is way older than her and shouldn't care about an eight-year-old girl and how she looks <laughs> a lot of questionable morality and they're like i wonder why they made them so dark and it's like no they were made that's dark how they were originally yeah it's like disney came and cleaned up all that shit and sanitized it for you because they wanted children to watch mm-hmm. in the end these actually were meant for children to be dark to kind of scare them into acting right like hey if you're dumb enough as a kid to go wandering off into the forest and stumble into a stranger's house, some old lady might eat you. Well, I did listen to the story. Yes. They were abandoned. That is true. They were, they were led abandoned. into the forest because their parents couldn't afford to feed them. That's right. I forgot about that part. Okay. The, My apologies. The, the mom was like telling the husband, we can't afford to feed these kids. We got to get rid of them. And the dad was like, well, I feel kind of bad, but you're right. We can't afford to feed them. And so they led them off into the forest with only a piece of bread to feed them. Well, I forgot about that part. And then they used the bread. Didn't they use the bread so they could find their way back? Originally. But then when they found their way back, or, what had happened was I think they they used the bread to lead, you know, back home. But then they found out that the birds and animals had eaten the trail. And so the next time that happened, they had to use stones. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and the witch's hut wasn't made out of candy. It was made out of cakes. That makes more sense because candy probably wasn't necessarily invented at the time or readily available by most people, whereas cakes flour and that kind of stuff was there. Flour and sugar people could get a hold of, or yeah, more wealthy people at the time could get a hold of that and have cakes and pastries and whatever. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense, and I completely forgot they were abandoned, so... Yeah. Yeah, shame on me for not remembering. <laughs> like I said, I haven't read the story in so long. It's... There are so many stories. I... I, I took... Well, and not only did I... I don't know why I just stammered right there, but I... <laughs> I don't know why, but I I like to choose books that have long listen hours. So this particular book, um, I have 32 hours left and the stories are, some of them are quite short. So, I mean, I can't even imagine just how many stories there are. Yeah, because I'm sure some of them take, could be like five minutes. You're like, wow, that was short. And then other ones are like, oh, that was a 30 minute story. Mm Mm-hmm insane yeah so that's what i've been doing it sounds interesting i i'd like to dive into those fairy tales again one of these days myself yeah well i mean i will be able to share them yes i will share it with the masses yeah I'll, i'll i'll put them in my own words and condense it and then tell you my version of the story that way you're hitting like the key points of what happens in the story and yeah i like that yeah leanne synopsizes grimm's fairy tales yeah I'm going to have to make a bumper and everything for you. Nice. So I'll be like, hey, it's time for her segment. And you'll hear the bumper, and Leanne <laughs> will tell her synopsized version of the fairy tale. Oh, that's kind of exciting. Kind of exciting for me, because I just like creating bumpers. And <laughs> playing things over music, putting a music bed in, because I taught myself how to do all that stuff. You're so proud. I really am. <laughs> you right? got me... <laughs> <laughs> not feeling anything, but I don't want to burp into the mic, and I don't want to mute it, because if you start talking, that's... <laughs> like, 
hold on, let me unmute the mic. And then you're like, you just lost everything I was saying. You. And then it'll just be me getting beat on the microphone. Beaten up. <laughs> Assaulted. <laughs> physically. In a matter saying, of fist hitting my face. I was going to say, saying physically doesn't make it better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, she'd punch me. Yes. She would punch me. JK, JK. <laughs> Please help me. She, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, jeez. You're going to get me arrested one of these I'll days. I'll blink if I'm in trouble and all of you out there will know. <laughs> He's blinking right he now. Here blinks. Yeah, I'm kidding. We we don't abuse each other. We just rib each other every yeah. once in a while. Let's give each other shit. We it's talk our love shit. language. Exactly. <laughs> it makes people uncomfortable, and that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when we play argue in the like grocery store or something. Yeah, and you know people hear it and are just like, "Oh, you better get out of this aisle." <laughs> <sighs> so fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, I I think that kind of wraps up, you know, our year of 2021. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention? I wanted to touch real quick. How did Christmas turn out for you this year? It was really good. I I was a little depressed, so I wasn't really looking forward to it. Um, but it wound up being very nice, very comfy and cozy we got a whole bunch of mm-hmm. presents and and you got me a basically a projector light with a moon and stars and it it kind of looks like one of the aurora borealis things yeah the northern lights the aurora borealis and it's pretty bright i really like it I'm glad you like it. I knew you would like it because it's a projector. I just didn't know that it was that good of a projector. It's really good. And then it's got the built-in sounds. Which I, I need to get batteries for the remote so that I can actually use all of the functions. Because without the remote, I have basic functions. Right. Right. I think it's also Bluetooth enabled for your phone. It is. Phone. Every time I turn it on, it says Bluetooth enabled. Nice. <laughs> Which, the reason I went with that one is because if you wanted to play some music, or if you're trying to go to sleep, you're like, I'm going to put on Strange Highways, or whatever. You can put on your book, your podcast, music, whatever, and listen to it while you're falling asleep, with your projector going, showing you... Forensic Files. The galaxy that the Guardians protect. Yeah. How was it your Christmas? It was pretty good. Because clearly we spent our Christmas <laughs> separate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty good. I did not get pants this year. Yay. Woohoo. <laughs> I mean, that was just a really big deal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was It was cool because you got me this really fucking sweet Mandalorian shirt. Yeah. That has Boba Fett on it. It says Boba Fett Lives. Yeah. It says Boba Fett Returned in I'm the Mandalorian so, series. I'm so dumb. I thought it was a Mandalorian. <laughs> It's fine. It's Mandalorian armor, so it's all encompassing. Cool. And like I said, I'm not one of those Star Wars nerds that's going to sit there and be like, let me give you a three-hour lecture on why you're wrong and why this is both offended at the Mandalorian and you need to educate yourself. I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm not that guy. And the other thing you got me was uh, one of those giant Funko Pops of Michael Myers. It's like it's like five feet tall. It's huge. 
Okay. Okay, you're exaggerating a bit. It's maybe like a foot tall, but it's the giant size ones. You guys have all seen them. They've got the giant Spider-Man ones. They're like ten times the size of an original Funko Pop. I didn't know they made them that big until I walked in and saw it, and I said, I want that, please. I had only ever seen them in superheroes, and the only one I had seen was two versions of Spider-Man to that point. Mm-hmm. And I knew they made more because I heard people saying, I got this giant Funko Pop of X-Hero. I didn't know they made one of Michael Myers. And it's so freaking cool. I have no idea where I'm going to put it. It's sitting here on the floor in its box. Still. I know. I, I thought about it, but then I was like, no, I'm going to make that his problem. <laughs> and then I also got the uh, Hangman Adam Page action figure. Yeah. Which was really cool to finally get my first AEW figure. And the fact that it's Hangman is fucking awesome. I did get a figure, too. You did. I got Hup. From the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Yeah. <laughs> he's got two spoons. The smaller one he starts with and the bigger one he gets towards the end of that series. <laughs> he's so little. He's so little. He's tiny. I know. He's so cute. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was my suggestion because I knew you would appreciate it. Yeah. I wasn't sure they were going to get it. I had no idea if my parents were actually going to find it. Yeah, so I got a Hangman Adam Page figure, a new expansion for our Cards Against Humanity, which I take as a gift for both of us. Yeah, and we started playing it. And the absurd box. Yeah. <laughs> My mom said she saw saw samples of some of the other cards, <laughs> some of the other boxes, and they were way too raunchy. I'm like, it's kind of the point of the game. Yeah, but, but you know, when, know that, when so. we first started playing using the new deck, my first hand was awful. Oh, it was terrible. It was shit. There was nothing funny about any of the cards I got. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is, a, this is you dumb. You got dealt the worst hand. <laughs> because, okay, we don't play for points. We just play to see who's funnier. Because it's only the two of us. There's yeah. really no way to know. Right. Because the whole point is, you put the card down. Somebody doesn't know. They pick the winner. And it's like, oh, that was me. Yeah, I won. And then they get points. Whatever. But we just play to see who comes up with the funnier one. Yes. I still remember there was one. We had the exact same an- the exact same card. The exact same card. I think it was Deja Vu. Was it the was! I don't remember what the question was, but we both put down Deja Vu. That That is an <laughs> odd sign, the fact that there are two Deja Vu cards in one box. It's hey. a glitch in the Matrix. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we both put down a Deja Vu card. And considering the new Matrix movie came out, holy shit, we're living in a simulation, guys. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. And then I got the... Uh, the Arrow release of The Last Starfighter. Yeah, so, which you were really excited about. Yes. That was the sci-fi movie I saw growing up. I didn't see the Star Wars films until later. The Last Starfighter was my movie. So if it was on TV, I was watching it. And the Conan Armada, the Death Blossom, Alex Rogan playing the Starfighter machine, and then Centauri coming down to pick him up and say, you, you got the high score. That means you passed the training. We need you to be a Starfighter. So, there's so many extras to dive into. I'll have to watch it. I think you would appreciate it, but I'm not necessarily certain that it would be your type of movie. But if you want to sit down and watch it, yeah. I'll put it on whenever. Cool. Oh, I'm excited to show it to you. And that was, that was good. I got, that was enough for me for Christmas. Yeah, we had a good Christmas. Yeah. I mean, it's not all about getting presents, but it was nice to get something. But it was nice to just kind of chill. Yeah. It was chill. It was relaxing. There was really no pressure. Yeah, it was really nice. I got nothing else. Neither do I. All right, so 
I guess that's it. You can We're... find us on Facebook, search Skewered Universe. You can find us on Twitter at Skewered U. Instagram, Skewered underscore Universe, I think. Something like that. Well, you have you have the bumper that yeah. has all that information. Yeah, I also like to just give a refresher here. You know, and, and the more you give us feedback, the better. If you exactly. have any questions, if you have concerns, if you want to recommend a movie to us, you know, maybe we'll wind up watching that movie and doing a review. Yeah. And you can email us at skewerduniversepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I'm just going to finish off by saying I hope you guys have a happy new year. And let's hope 2022 is better than 2021. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, no, nothing else. Just thank you for listening and thank you for joining the universe. That's just a little bit skewered. Check out Skewered Universe podcast at the following links. Skeweredhead.com, Facebook.com slash groups slash Skewered Universe podcast. Skeweruniverse.podbean.com, Twitter at Skewered U, Instagram, Skewered underscore Universe. Email the show at Skewered Universe podcast at gmail.com. Patreon, Patreon.com slash Skewered Universe podcast. Join our Patreon. Go to Patreon.com slash Skewered Universe podcast to get access to exclusive bonus content such as Skewered Universe transmissions and audio commentary tracks.